0: Welcome back to Love, Sex and Alchemy podcast. Today I'm here with my beautiful friend and co-facilitator, Nick uh, Nicole Delaney, Nick Coley-D, my girl. <laughs> and we are jumping on to speak about temple, uh, tantric temples, and specifically enrapture uh, Pleasure temples that we run every month here on the Sunshine Coast. So Nick, before we I usually jump in um, with my guest facilitators, I generally get them to yeah, open up and share a little bit about themselves and what they do in the world and their magic.
1: Yeah.
0: Over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello everyone out there in the
1: world. <laughs> um, what do I do? That's a good question. <laughs> 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 how do you define what it is that I do I'm still trying to figure it out if I'm honest <laughs> um what I am trained in however is um embody dance breath work kahuna massage um but I feel like through all of these pieces what I've been able to do is uh, really tap into the feeling body and it's more of like an energetic space um where we tap into people's feeling body and the physical body and yeah really invite people into their body and create safety so that they can be the fullest expression of themselves so yeah I feel like that sort of I find all of the magical ways to try and get into all of those places <laughs> I love that yeah creating yeah. safety is like so 100%, 100% and it's essential um I feel with embodiment so having awareness is good like we need to have that level of awareness but until we've cultivated safety in the body it's just information and uh, yeah so yeah and that has led me to this divine specimen yourself and uh, <laughs> and uh we just we both have the same vision and we both really want to support people with intimacy and relating and sexuality and we want to experience all of that for ourselves so this is just like one big playground for us to just be ourselves
0: and to support others and doing the same I feel yeah mm, I so, love that yeah. and do you remember the first time we met which yeah. I don't know <laughs> we were just talking about um it just before we jumped on and I can't remember how many years ago now I'm gonna say probably around three about yeah. three years ago we met at an event that was running here mm-hmm. on the sunshine coast called conscious leaders and uh, at this particular conscious leaders event um I can't remember I think it was maybe Kate, Kate to be yeah. Gray, yeah and she was getting she got everyone there to stand in a circle and like just share a little bit about their vision and um uh, Nick was like either oh, next to me oh, or a couple no. of people away and um we both said something about sexuality and we both just like looked at each other them were like ah cool and we went and chatted at the end and um yeah just had such good chats and I was like oh I've got to add you on Facebook like we've got to connect and jumped on Facebook and realized that we were already friends And I was like, ah, we're already friends, you know, like that's pretty common. But then we're like, I was like, I'll send you a message so that you remember like who I am. And I was like, we have already spoken. (laughs) (laughs) We've actually already been messaging. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was meant to be. And shortly after that maybe like six months or so after that we actually started running events together um we probably only ran like three or something they were called awaken Mm -hmm. and nick was bringing in the breath work the soma breath work and i was sharing my kundalini dance at the time and we were like weaving in cacao medicine and Yeah. yeah and we ran a few of them and then sort of went on our own little paths with medicine and uh, last year when I was wanting to get the temples up and running again um, I was looking for a a new co-host or co-facilitator and like it was just definitely had to be Nick Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that you know we started weaving our magic together again because Mm -hmm. I think we've ran about seven temples now together um, because we run them we run them every month and they're just amazing they're just Mm -hmm. so great we've even had like 50 people at one of them and like every time we just um yeah we just get more and more uh, amazing feedback from people Mm so and I feel like we become more of ourselves
1: and everyone as well like the you know like I was just just then when you were speaking I was reflecting back to like where I was like in in the space and is a facilitator, like back when we were running Awaken to like how we get to show up now and just like how we just bring so much of us forward and we just trust that whatever wants to come through us comes through us and it's just, yeah it's not only is it like beautiful and sacred and like deeply embodied but it's also like super fun super light super playful like we're always bringing laughter and joy to the event as well so that's
0: why I love it it's like an (laughs) all-rounder yeah we have a lot of people say that like how um, entertaining it is (laughs) especially our workshop too because we run the pre-workshop and you know we're not overly seriously pe- serious people like we like to have a laugh as you probably noticed we've you know well Nick has been laughing a lot already <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. and she's got the best laugh doesn't <laughs> it um but yeah we we like to keep like you know like obviously we're, we're very um yeah like we're very much about safety and and holding a very like tight container making sure that everyone feels welcomed and safe but we also make something such as like sexuality that can be such a serious and awkward you know uncomfortable topic for people we do have a way of sort of like weaving in like a lot of like light-heartedness to yeah. to the way that we weave our magic yeah. So, yeah yeah we've
1: still got deep reverence to the work and we're just we're roughies really
0: (laughs) (laughs) we bring this bogan spice to one of this we're
1: creating
0: bogan spice it's the new word of the month (laughs) Uh, so on that note I feel like a good place to start would be like what on earth is temple like what is in rapture what is a tantric temple um so glad you asked <laughs> <laughs> so for me like a tantric temple is a sacred space created with divine intention to you know, um, bring people together and to give them, I guess, a taste of of Tantra. And, you know, Tantra is so many things and it can mean so many things, but some meanings are to weave, to open, to liberate, and that's essentially what happens in that space, you know. it's It's a safe space where people can come and explore all parts of them yeah which doesn't exclude our sexuality because we're sexual beings that they can explore their their sensuality their sexuality their their wild side their soft innocent sweet vulnerability you know they can explore all these different flavors of their expression um, in a really safe held container that has yeah different connection practices um, and different practices to bring out all of these different flavors of oneself Mm.
1: and they also and even and even in that like sometimes I find like a lot of people just come and observe because it's so outside of like what's normal and you know what we're conditioned to believe is is acceptable so it's like the taboo essentially so it's just like we it's like some people just come and they're just like all right like this is something new this is something different and it's just giving their body space to like like what we're saying before like create that level of safety to be like all right this is safe this can be normal if we allow it to be and then you find like after each tempo you know they start to like come out more and more and just bring more of themselves into the space because yeah it's such a beautiful space in a safe space for people just to explore all parts of themselves
0: but also just to like observe others in their fullest expression. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, you know, with being in a space where it's acceptable to be in all parts of you. Yeah. Is like that's just so freeing and liberating and opening you know, um, just that element and and whether, like you said, Nick, like whether people actually come and, and fully play out and, and you know, um, fully, like, um, you know, practice with other people mm-hmm. and and um, include themselves in all the pieces, yeah. participate, thank you, that's yeah, the word sure. I'm looking for, awesome. or they more just sit to the side and, um, you know, dip a toe in here and there, like they're still going to receive that transmission of, like, it is safe to be all mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. yeah
1: oh that's the bit that gets me in the field I'm like yes yeah and that's that is ultimately our intention like you know like yes we bring in all these other pieces and like the fun and the playfulness and the sexuality and the sacredness and all of those aspects but also like that right there the permission to just be all of you and for you to feel safe enough to be all of you like for me I'm just like that that's the gold
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's such a healing and liberating space, you know Um, I guess all of those pieces um, and conditionings around like, it's not okay to relate in this way. It's not okay to express myself in that way or all of these pieces sort of have to sort of you know they get a big shuffle and they have to crumble so many parts of you have to yeah dissolve for you to be able to actually be okay to even be in that space and to witness people in the liberation of their expression and their sexuality yeah and I think the fear of the unknown is what prevents a lot of people
1: from coming into our space like it's like that Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if I can hold myself in that. I don't know what to expect. And therefore, I don't, you know, there's a lot of fears that arise. So we, we get a lot of questions initially before when people are in the curiosity, but there's also a lot of fear that's preventing them from entering into the space. So that's also why we wanted to do this, this particular podcast to really sort of tease out some of those pieces Um, so that people have a better understanding of what it is that we're doing, what we're creating and why they
0: would want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have so many like phone calls, like (laughs) 10 minute phone calls before Temple because people are like, what is this? You know, like, yes, we've read the event, but like we still don't fully get it or like they have all these questions and Mm -hmm. we've been talking for so long about writing like a frequently asked question (laughs) uh, document that we can send people, which we still really, yeah. Do, probably, let's just jump on and do a podcast episode and talk yeah. about all of the pieces and we can direct people here when they're when they're curious or they mm-hmm. yeah they have um questions that they might need answered yeah. so back to the safety piece like it's safe to be all of me uh safety is one of our highest values in the space mm-hmm. and you know it's it's one um like the big piece of feedback that we often get from people is how safe they felt in the space, which is, yeah, it's so nice to receive that. Yeah. And that's why we actually have this prerequisite of for newcomers into the space, they have to come to our embody consent workshop, which we run before every temple. So it goes for about an hour and a half and we run that before each temple every month. And, you know, people often keep coming back to that because it's like just, yeah so Mm mind-blowing for them Uh, and essentially what we teach in that is we teach the wheel of consent we teach Betty Martin's work the wheel of consent um, which essentially sort of breaks down the energetics of giving and receiving Mm -hmm. and looks at um, how we can move in a space like temple um, and by using our communication and just like simple phrases how we can make it so much clearer whose desire that we're following mm-hmm. in the yeah. space yeah. so that we can create consent or agreements mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
1: yeah yeah and also um, getting really clear on yeah who it's for um, so like with the whole taking it's like we really get people to really claim their desires so that they're not unconsciously um making it about someone else when actually it's for them so if Say for instance, I I really wanted to ravish Sarah or give Sarah a massage instead of saying, can I give you a massage because I, I want the massage I'm like do you want a massage you know so it's like <laughs> can, can I eat your ass I should have known that you're going to throw that in there somewhere Yes, that is the moment in time yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna hide it any longer. This coming She's out of it. the yeah. corner. So I love, love the background. I am confessing it to the world. <laughs> so um yeah, when we can when we when we can attune to like what our desires are, instead of like making it mean something about someone else, like, oh, would you like a massage? I'm actually claiming that I want to touch her. And so I'm asking her, can I touch you? Can I give you a massage? Because actually it's for me. I desire yeah. to touch her. So yeah. the reason why we do this and the claiming of the desires is so there's not this like leaky energy of the space because whether or not you're conscious of it or not, people can feel that energy and mm. um, playing art. And so yeah, we we really like to clean it up essentially and just get people hyper-aware. Of like who it's actually for like yeah like you're saying whose desire are we following um so that we don't have that that leaky energy playing out in the space Mm.
0: yeah Yeah. and we won't go too much into that because it's a bit of an in-depth sort of yeah um yeah training but we may even end up doing a podcast on embodied consent at some point um but like like coming back to this like leaky sexual energy in the space it's like we've all felt that we've all felt when someone has these desires and you can feel that energy you know like especially I'm sure every woman has like uh, I remember this time um, not long ago actually like maybe six months ago I was walking in the shops and you know I just had my head down I was just looking for like my groceries or whatever um, I wasn't even like looking at anyone but I could I, this guy walked past me and he was like and I like lifted my head up and and looked at him because before I even saw him I could feel his energy Mm -hmm. I could feel this like taking of energy and he was obviously extremely you know like he was attracted to me Mm -hmm. but it wasn't just like someone looked at you it was like really like you Know that perverted sort of like look, yeah, like, um, and that's what we mean by having leaky sexual energy when there's so many unowned, unclaimed desires, and you can feel that in someone's energetic field of like mm-hmm. they are just trying to like take from you, mm-hmm. and it's repulsive, that energy is repulsive, you know, and I think that's uh, one of the reasons that people can be quite afraid, like, especially single women can be afraid to come into a space like temple because they're going to be afraid that there's going to be a lot. Lot of creepy men there, mm-hmm. right? Um and this is definitely definitely not me shaming creepy men or people in that like I, I have so much, you know, um not love, love's not the word, like empathy for someone like that. And mm-hmm. um, and I know that just shaming them is just playing into this mm-hmm. paradigm of them feeling like they can't own their desires. So this isn't me shaming mm-hmm. um, them, but this is just me like reassuring you that we don't actually have a lot of that in our space because not only do we sort of weed out those people with the sacredness and the things like the embodied consent and stuff, but we've had a couple of people in us in the space who have come in and um, the embodied consent stuff, you can see it doesn't fully land in their being and you can see that they still... Like, they're still hiding a lot of things. They're not wanting to really, like, drop into this and fully be seen and fully claim themselves. And they're not really there for the sacred tantra side of things. So They're more to hook up. And those people generally don't do too well in the space. Mm -hmm. They generally end up leaving or they generally, there's not a lot of people that want to play with them because people can feel their energetics in the space. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure, and I feel like the, uh, some of the fears too is um, is connected to like what what we class in the allowing quadrant, where where people um, haven't necessarily cultivated that level of safety yet in their body to be able to speak to all of these aspects or speak to all of these pe- pieces, and so there's like this this uncertainty there this fear like of like this isn't safe and making it mean something about something outside of them but actually it's just like cultivating that level of safety within yourself first so that you can you can speak from this place this embodied place of like actually that doesn't feel good for me or actually thank you but no thank you so it's like we we teach people all of all of these pieces so that they have this level of awareness so that they can cultivate the safety and be able to speak give voice to what feels like a yes and what feels like a no and also so that the other people don't take that personally you know Mm. and it's not like you're repulsive and i don't desire you and there's you know i do not want to be intimate with you it's just like it's like more coming from this embodied space of that just doesn't that's a, it's just a no for me right now you know and it's just like really it's coming more from that embodied space as
0: opposed to like a rejection yeah yeah yeah, yeah that space is like a, an embodiment space yeah. right like we can't consent to intimacy in the mind and that's yeah. what a lot of people are trying to do yeah they're they're making decisions based on who they want to be intimate with based on like, you know, their identities and and the ego mind stuff and what's going to get them the most that their needs met really Mm -hmm. essentially. But this is really about going deeply into the body and tuning into the subtle yes and no tuning into the contraction and expansion that is constantly happening in our being and really um, being able to speak and move from that place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I love, that you say every time and uh, we always have these pieces that each of us brings to each one and the one that you always bring is that we can't teach you your boundaries
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's
1: one you always speak to in the space so yeah
0: yeah we can't speak we can't teach you your boundaries right because there there's something that no one can teach you there's something that you need to explore yourself and the the way that we can trust um You know The the way that we basically identify what our boundaries are is by being in the body, by being in the feeling body, right? And listening to that maybe subtle sometimes um, contraction that may happen in our being or that frustration or anger that arises when someone says something or does something that just doesn't feel good for us. Like that's all a signal that there's a boundary that may need to be set so you can feel safe because it's your body going, I don't feel safe in this situation yeah so I have a need here that is not being met and and that's why I'm in contraction and I can't soften or that's why this like feeling of frustration or anger or something's arising within me that doesn't feel good
1: Mm. yeah
0: it's like attuning to the
1: feeling body when you're in these circumstances and these events so that you can have that level of like clarity and awareness so that you can start to implement these things that are going to allow you to feel safe essentially is yeah, how I perceive that yeah it's just um, getting, coming back to to safety and and get, being able to feel safe and speak to all of those pieces yeah I mm. feel like a lot of the time when we when we are angry and we don't know how to set healthy boundaries that's when we can like project or yeah all of the other pieces that come along with that so yeah and boundaries
0: change yeah so it's like sometimes when we're like cool I think I know what my boundary is in this area of my life or whatever and then boom it's gonna change because boundaries can change at any moment just like you could be having sex with someone and it was a yes to have sex and then all of a sudden it comes up where you're like I just want to push them off me and this doesn't feel good anymore and we can change our mind at any time Yeah? yeah just because we consent to something at the beginning doesn't mean that there's always constantly consent and this isn't me saying that men need to check in at every minute of love making to see if it's okay this is me speaking to women yeah. and me saying it is okay to change your mind yeah. and is there, it's okay to speak up at any time and say this actually no longer feels good for me and I either need you to slow down or do this or that or this to make so I can feel safe to want to continue or actually it's just can we just stop here and it's nothing personal it's just something's come up for me yeah.
1: And we have, a, we have like a sense of responsibility for ourselves, you know, yeah. to be able to give voice to all of those pieces and not just expect that the other person is going to be
0: attuned to that. Yeah. 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 So. And I think that's what we really like to teach people in our spaces. We teach people all of this stuff. We give people a framework, I guess, to explore mm. connection um, in a safer way. And um, fuck. It's just totally gone. <laughs> Whatever I was going to
1: say, it is no longer there in my mind. Well, well, Great work. Someone else, someone else. Come back oh, yeah when that happens? You're like, damn, that
0: was a good one. I was only a good roll. I, I just like averted my eyes and looked over at something, and then it was just gone. <laughs> come back. And
1: no there.
0: Uh, um, anyway. Moving swiftly.
1: Along. <laughs> what is and isn't. Um, yeah. So, I, I personally think people have this idea, and and like not it's not that we are not open to to certain things playing out in the space, but I also feel like people have this idea that it is just one big sex party, uh, one big orgy. Uh, And um, yeah, and even though um, sex in the space is, um, we're not making it wrong, or we're not shaming anyone for following those desires, we, we also reiterate the fact that this is not an RG. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and this is, like, just as much as a space for, like, sacred, deep intimacy as it is for, like, fun, play, sexual interaction. Yeah, so um, something that I have been saying at Temple a lot lately because it's been something that I've been journeying in my own life mm-hmm. as well is that um from speaking from a uh from a woman who has often led with her sexuality because that's what I saw as a girl like a a young girl that um you know when you when you lead with this or when you present that it's when you get men's attention you get what you want to need you know you get those needs met from the masculine so um love
1: and validation
0: yeah yeah yeah. exactly exactly and so and what I also realized lately is that you know, maybe there'd be this space, right? This space between me and another, or me and others. And often I would fill it with this Eros, with this, you know, Eros is erotic energy with this, um, with with my sexuality, because I was actually uh, like, I was deeply afraid of the vulnerability that comes from, just being in this open space in this mystery of you know it was essentially me avoiding the deep connection and intimacy and fully being seen like you know not just being seen for my sexuality but being actually seen for something much deeper than that Mm -hmm. um so yeah I would lead with that and and I share that story quite openly Mm -hmm. um in in hope that people that resonate with that and that you know um have also used their sexuality just to get needs met and actually it's not necessarily their truth to to bring it to every situation will um be able to in that like from that story be able to drop a, le- a layer deeper in the space yeah. yeah and that actually has happened i've shared that story or shared how like i just I'm not shaming people who are leading with their sex in this space it is a sacred sexuality temple you know <laughs> after all so if you want to lead with your sex totally fine but i'm just like be curious like where you're leading from and why Mm -hmm. essentially you know and maybe you actually told like your your truth is that you actually desire a really deep connection with someone and you're not allowing that because you're following with just your sex center Yeah. yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I was I like through Temple, I also um, gained a lot of awareness around the reasons why I do certain like the reasons why I do certain things and how I show up in relationship. And and for me, that was like always being in the giving, like always giving, 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 because actually it felt deeply vulnerable to receive just like yeah one well, like we share our stories and the hopes that um people will resonate and they'll start to see and feel also in question and be in the curiosity of where what they lead from and why yeah, um, yeah because yeah I feel like there's so much medicine available in that and, mm. and we can get we can actually start to get a wants needs and desires met when we have that level of awareness because we can start to ask for what it is that we need in order to support us to feel safe to you know actually open up or meet those really vulnerable sensitive places yeah
0: yeah, yeah i love that i love that yeah That was a lot, wasn't
1: it? Cup of break. (laughs) I was like, they're really back after the break. collective best together
0: so I guess what we're trying to say is like this is a space for you to be able to claim like all of your desires and and have them met in the space not just your sexual desires Mm -hmm. yeah it's a space of deep um it's a space of deep intimacy a a space of sacred intimacy and connection yeah
1: making requests that's one thing that i always like to invite people to do is like make requests in the space you know just knowing that it is a safe space so that if it is a no that they they're able to just receive that and then and and know that it's still safe to make requests Mm. even if the answer is a no because then then they can alchemize whatever fears are there and um so that that they know that they've got themselves no matter what. So even if it is a no, it's like, cool. All right, I'm okay. It's it's safe to be me. It's safe to make requests and on they go, you know, and they meet another person and then they are in this divine connection with someone else. So yeah, it's I love how the energy plays out in that space as well.
0: Yeah. It is really a space of deep medicine. Yeah. Really, it isn't is. it? Yeah. And 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 pulling apart all of these things that we've been taught to believe around what connection is and isn't and what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable, right? And like recreating like that, belief system from our own values and from actually what feels good in our body and what doesn't feel good in our body yeah Yeah. and just lastly before we move on I feel like it's going to be quite a long podcast (laughs) 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 Uh, you know around what the space isn't isn't like Mm -hmm. um you know sex can happen in the space but like we said like we don't we don't um yeah, we. It's, it's not just about that. And we don't recommend people jump straight into sex. Um, and in saying that, we've also had people be like, oh, I just want to come because I just want to hook up with people. Um, and, you know, there's li- literally zero shame in that. It's hard to meet people in this day and age, right? Especially if you don't go out to the pub and drink and things like that and you're not really like fully deep in the in the different communities, like um, this can be a place and we have had people come and meet partners in the space. But I think when we come with an intention, like Mm -hmm. I am here to meet a partner or I am here to hook up, Mm -hmm. like it does limit your capacity of what you can experience in the space. Yeah. Yeah, because you, like you have this fixed you you have this fixed focus it's like being overly focused on climax or orgasm you're just going to miss the full magic of what's available when you have sex if you're just focused on the orgasm and that's your goal it's the same with temple if your goal is just to meet a partner or just to hook up or just to have sex then you're sort of missing the magic of the space really and you're very and you're putting yourself in a box and you're limiting yourself to what it is uh, what's possible for you to experience in the space yeah yeah yeah
1: and I feel like also too it that in itself will um, dictate how you actually experience the space as well mm-hmm. because if that's your intention and that's like your limited perception of what you came there to experience and you don't receive that then it's like oh that was shit yeah you know like so it's like but it actually isn't really the space itself it's just that you hadn't been open to whatever was available um, when entering in because you had this like pre-framed reference of this is how it needs to be or this is what I want in going into that
0: space, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've had that a lot in my spaces, right? Because people have this idea of like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to learn all this stuff and I'm going to do this. And they come into the space and they get triggered. And then it's like, they see the rest of the evening through that lens of trigger. But what they realize is actually they got exactly what they needed from that space. And they learn exactly what they needed. And that was to get triggered. And that was to get upset because that was the medicine of what you needed from that, that event.
1: Yeah. 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 Which again, comes back to like your ability to just like hold yourself and all of it and just like be with all parts of yourself and just have love and acceptance for all of the pieces that are
0: arising, regardless of what it is. yeah, And find like the magic in the trigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like a trigger is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. So each uh, month we run these temples and every month we have a different theme, Mm. yeah, which is cool because it makes every event a little bit different, right? And the practices that we run um, in the event, so, you know, half maybe sometimes more than half of the evening a couple of hours we do like group connection practices sometimes they're more solo practices of just you know taking you on like an embodied somatic journey and you know connecting with your eros your erotic energy your sexuality and having a different like play or expression of that. And and often we're moving around the space and we're doing connection practices. Most of the time they're not overly sexual. They're just like an intimate connection practice. Yeah. Um, and they the practices that we run at each temple are somewhat weaved into or have a flavor of the theme that we're rolling with for mm-hmm. the month. Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like the like for me, I feel like the intention behind the, like the the practices is like to actually come into the feeling body and to like heighten the senses so that when people when we when we then go into the open space everyone is just like open and receptive and yeah it's just a really
0: beautiful clean energy I feel by the time we get to that space yeah yeah Yeah. everyone's really anchored in their body and feeling like their heart's really open and they're feeling already connected um, to a few people in the room you know so it takes off like that bit of an edge of like cool the space is open now who am I going to interact with right because it's like you've already connected with a few people and you can just naturally sort of gravitate towards those people so yeah some of the themes that we've had is like primal play which is pretty wild (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah uh sex magic which yeah, was super was big, fun that was, yeah, that was yeah that was the biggest song we had like 50 people and in the space <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well,
0: we've got eros temple eros is coming up, coming oh, up wow. in march then in march 26th of march and that's all exploring like uh eros our aliveness our erotic energy um and we've had a couple's temple last year we're about to have another one in a couple of weeks um the 20th sunday the 27th we had to change the the day um so it's a sunday afternoon evening mm. temple and that's just for couples or lovers or really intimate friends mm. um so we'll probably run like you know at least one of them um a year just to encourage more couples to come we do have a lot of couples that come mm. to normal temple anyway um but our couples temples are generally less focused on open free play temple and more focused on like just exploring with your partner um, around devotional sacred intimacy tantric practices um so yeah yeah opening up to deeper states of intimacy with your lover Yeah. yeah yeah and on that note like you don't have to be a fully polyamorous open relating sort of uh couple to come and enjoy these spaces as well we have you know monogamous couples probably not full conventional monogamous couples you know Mm. um obviously they need to be a little bit open um but yeah we have couples that come and they just explore by themselves and they don't actually explore with anyone else and that's that's totally fine
1: yeah which which is which brings us to the whole um voyeurism and exhibitionism like that i feel like sometimes that's why people come they just want to like have fun with it and play with it and even though they're still deeply intimate just in their part partnership it's just like it's just another way of experiencing
0: like intimacy together in a different space you know yeah yeah so what we mean by that like voyeurism is when um you really like to watch people mm-hmm. yeah and that's it that's actually a thing you know you get really aroused at at watching other people of of course like there's many people that watch porn right um and and I always say this word wrong exhibitionism there nailed you go it. nailed it. it um is when you really like being watched mm-hmm. yeah you really enjoy being watched and I think actually the definition of that is like you like getting your genitals out but it's not even about their genitals. It's just you enjoy being in your sens- sensuality, sexuality, and in the ex- you know exploration or expression of that, and really enjoy or get aroused by people watching you. So um, yeah, sometimes couples come because they just want to be watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> <laughs> what a, what well, are what other things have we to had.
1: Out Nakedness. I was like, nakedness. That's another. <laughs> that's another thing you can expect in the space um we do like to invite people to get like wear something like sexy or um, sensual that feels good for them. Cause it's just nice. It's nice, especially if you're single and not in a partnership and you don't really get to dress up very often. Like, um, like it's really nice to just bring that part of you to the space, you know, and wear something sexy. Um, but also a lot of people end up taking the clothes off. So, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you can expect nudity in the space as well.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah, clothes are optional in the space nudities is encouraged yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we have like dress up themes too like uh depending on um the theme yeah. of, of what we're flowing with for the month so we also had a a Christmas uh theme as well which like That's well I've awesome. ran a couple of Christmas temples now we usually like play games and give away prizes and mm. yeah which is really fun yeah yeah and so yeah, we've got the couples temple coming up and then we've got an Eros temple in March and we're still sitting with the theme for April and May, mm-hmm. um, but they'll be they'll be released soon.
1: yeah we've got a list of different ideas that we can go to so it's just feeling into which one feels the most aligned
0: for each month so mm. yeah, yeah. just um back to like you know what to expect I'm um, just going off some of the questions that I've been asked in the past um that people are curious around like what age group of people uh, we get literally all age mm. groups you know um, we don't get a lot of people like really young like obviously you need to be 18 to be in the space but I reckon maybe we've had some people in their mid-20s we haven't had anyone really much younger than that yeah. um, but most people would probably be in their 30s or 40s but we also have regular people that come that are in their 50s and even 60s Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so all ages uh, and the, I guess the older people tend to play with the older people mm-hmm. but there's generally plenty of you know, older crew there that are keen to play and explore with one another. Um, and with the genders, we have single male and single female tickets and then couples tickets, and we, we do look at the numbers. So we try to keep the numbers even or more females at the event because we don't want to have, you know, more more men there and have yeah. a big sausage fest because yeah. um, a lot of women will also play with women, right? So. Yeah usually a concern for men yeah Yeah, it is Mm -hmm. is there any other questions before we wrap it up that you can think that people often ask
1: that i can think of that we haven't already touched on um and i think I mean, I'm sure the minute we get off this, I'll be like, ah, and then we'll have
0: to add it to the next podcast.
1: (laughs) We will write that Um, frequently
0: asked question PDF at some time. Sometime in the near future. Yeah,
1: attach it to the bottom of
0: this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. like that's it yeah yeah so if you're curious and know you've been sitting on the fence and this is your invitation to jump on in um we also mm-hmm. have like people of all different expertise come to the space like there's a there's always new people there's always people that have never been to temple before there's always people that are really nervous um and there's people that are like quite temple slots and they come you know almost every time or they've been to heaps of different um but they've been in the tantra scene and community for a long time so they're quite comfortable um being at a place like temple and anyone in between as well yeah yeah
1: Yeah, i was just gonna quickly touch on like the king can be dsm so
0: we do have a table full of
1: props so if you're curious about like how to dabble in like the whole sub and dom space, and you're curious about kink and BDSM and props and uh, shabari and all of those pieces. It's also when we're in the open space, that's generally the time that we weave all of that in as well. And we do have like a wax play set up, like a section for wax play. And we also have this ama- amazing magical chair that is just <laughs> godsend. And I'll let you figure out what that's all about when you get <laughs> the space. A pleasure uh, chair. Pleasure chair. And it is- Provides a lot of pleasure, <laughs> um, and yeah, like frames and stuff like that. So that yeah, we do have some really cool stuff that you can play with in the space as well. well
0: so. Yeah, it's like where where tantra or sacred sexuality meets like conscious kink as well. So yeah. we have a lot of kink crew that come into the space. Um, you know, sometimes we have people doing shibari and and rope bondage stuff as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, you can come and explore lots of different things. Yeah, yeah. With lots of different people, <laughs> and also, um, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure, um, how I'm gonna feel in the space, I'm really nervous. It's my first time, like, know that that's super normal, and mm. there's no expectations. Like, some people have come for their first one, and they've only just played with like one person they know, or they've played with no one, they've just been in their whole their own energy for the open space mm. you know and just hung around and ate food and drunk a cow and talk to us mm. you know um so there's zero expectations and yeah we've had plenty of people we know and and regulars and friends and stuff come into the space and it's really beautiful to watch the, the evolution of them in temple like the first time they'll come they're like you know quite shy and you know they don't take any clothes off or anything and that ev- like just little bit by little bit like every temple they just like they just like meet a new edge
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: like yes yeah.
1: beautiful unraveling of self it's yeah beautiful to watch it feels like a real honor to be able to witness the unraveling so come and unravel and play (laughs) and
0: be part of the fun and liberate yourself from the patriarchal values of the past yeah Yeah. well thank you for listening everyone and um hopefully that gives you a really great uh detailed idea of what to expect in our temple space um and know that every temple is different as well like we're speaking about enrapture our temple and the space we hold and i've been to lots of different temples and and they're all very different some people um include different things some people they exclude other things so um yeah
1: and we're constantly like evolving and expanding ourselves. So like Sarah and I are going to go and do this other training soon, and and so I'm sure everything that we continue to do is going to continue to um shape and mold um the space as well. So it'll constantly ever be evolving and expanding. I feel yeah so, totally yeah. So come come stay, come join. Mm-hmm. Alright, bye everyone. Bye.